Hello and welcome to the Counterpoint podcast. I'm Shubham Agarwal and today we're going to discuss about job shops in the manufacturing domain. Well, managing job shops can be very difficult and complex. Many of them suffer from chronic issues like continuous uh, expiring, month-end or quarter-end pressures, fluctuating delivery lead times, shifting bottlenecks, and an ever-increasing demand for more and more resources. And all of this translates into poor visibility into operations for the top management. Last but not the least, the stress it brings with itself for each and everyone in the company. So you know there are many challenges that the job shops across face in order to make sure they deliver the required material to the customers in time every time. Well for the discussion today we have with us Karthikeyan who will help us reveal the inherent simplicity between the visible complexity of managing job shops. Karthikeyan has more than 8 years of experience in transforming variety of engineering to order and job shop environments. So let's welcome him. Hi Karthik, uh, welcome to the Counterpoint podcast. How are you? Hi Shubham, morning. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much. So Karthik, uh, before we discuss, uh, you know, about the kind of complexities that we can see in a job shop environment, it is important that we first understand uh, what is really meant by a job shop. So, uh, could you help us give us a quick view of what a job shop is? Uh, that's right, Shubham. So. Uh, the simplest way to understand a job shop is that it is a kind of a manufacturing system like you said uh, where a set of distinct machines are clubbed together in different work centers based on their technological capabilities okay they work on one set of jobs or customer orders at a time and upon the completion of which they move on to another set of jobs either from the same customer or different customers okay that is why they they, they are called job shop so if i have to give an example say consider an equipment manufacturing company uh, where the final equipment happens after an assembly operation uh, which consists of both the in-house and uh, say procured components. Now the in-house production of these components are done in job shops which may be consisting of a cluster of drill machines, uh, CNC machines, press machines and so on. Now let me tell you the beauty of these job shops. The beauty is that the same set of machines which are present are capable of working on and producing a tremendous variety of uh, end products. So the amount of customization that is possible is huge and that is also one reason why these uh, job shops are also termed as custom manufacturing environments. Yeah, I think uh, that part is the good part of the story. Uh, let us hear the other side of the story as well. Most of the job shops, because of the way that they operate, they actually struggle to grow comfortably year on year. Actually, many of them struggle to even generate profits. Not just this, in fact, if you ask me, many of these job shops are unreliable. They don't enjoy their customers' loyalty. In fact, many of them end up paying penalties to the customers on account of late deliveries, uh, which, which creates a very bad relationship with the uh, customers. You can imagine that. Right, yeah. Apart from this, they also struggle uh, with a very low capacity utilization. Uh, they, they struggle with a very high system inventory, both uh, work in process as well as uh, finished goods and at the same time the relationship with the suppliers are also actually not good so so you can actually imagine the life in a job shop for the people who are working there is actually pretty pretty difficult it's not simple it's pretty challenging right so Karthik for a better understanding of the complexity can you elaborate the issues from the eyes of various managers who are involved in the operations 
let me sort of uh, give you a glimpse of how a day in a typical job shop looks like okay sure so we'll start with the planning manager the planning manager starts getting frantic calls from the customers right from the morning uh, these customers are demanding to know about why their urgent orders are so delayed and are still not delivered to them apart from this they want to know how much more delay are they need to tolerate and uh, many a times uh, let me tell you these customers don't forget to tell the planning guy that if the orders the delayed orders are not dispatched asap the future orders will be at stake yeah obviously right yeah so you can imagine the kind of pressure that the planning manager is having on him okay so under such situation i mean what do you think is going to happen i'm sure the planning manager does not uh, ever give the right uh, you know time or date to the customers and it only keeps uh, building up i think yes the pressure builds up and what he will try to do is he will try to pass on this pressure and urgencies to the production guy right so uh, what will happen next in production is all the workstations wherever these orders are stuck these delayed orders are stuck the production manager will take an unplanned setup he will try to keep aside whatever was already running and they will try to take these urgent orders in production okay so they will basically try to expedite these orders now uh, let me tell you in a job shop there can be as high as 3 to 4 unplanned setups in a shift and this happens in almost every shift okay so you can imagine the extent of capacity loss uh, that is at is actually undergoing in this uh, job shops because of this unplanned setups right and uh, let me tell you what happens next because of these urgencies uh, the orders which are kept aside now they will sit in the wip for a longer period of time that will actually go and increase the wip in the shop floor okay so this is as far as production is concerned now let's move ahead a little bit and let's uh, assume for a moment that the orders are completed and they reach the dispatch area okay now the dispatch manager once he looks at these orders he realizes that all the items or all the products which are required to be dispatched together which is actually not present some procured items are now missing because of this the dispatch cannot happen so even if the dispatches uh, are complete they are only complete in bits and pieces correct correct so the realization hits it hits the dispatch guy that the uh, full kit sort of the full kit required to complete the dispatch is not available some say procured components are missing so naturally he will now uh, pass on the urgencies to the procurement guy saying that you try to bring this materials uh, as soon as possible okay now the procurement guy is in the same position what the planning manager was uh, when we discussed some time back right now he will try to pass on these urgencies to the suppliers in turn okay so the suppliers now are being faced with the pressure to change whatever they were running they will change their setups they will try to keep aside whatever they were trying to plan for that day and accommodate these urgencies thereby uh, sending what is required now and uh, keeping aside something which was supposed to be sent today but probably not has been sent and it will go and hit the urgencies of the dispatch area probably at a later point of time this sounds really chaotic yes it is it is just the beginning there is much much more that uh, that is there okay sure why not let's go yeah yes so you can see this kind of a uh, one thing is leading to the other and this cycle keeps on continuing okay now let us try to take a look from the customer side when a customer is placing an order he doesn't place uh, some quantities of one product 
but any customer order will consist of several quantities of uh, several products okay most of this time these orders every product in the order needs to be dispatched together it cannot be dispatched partly right that is a customer requirement in many cases it is true most of the cases it is true that the customer wants the entire order to be dispatched together right so uh, when this is true also what is true is some products of an order reach the finished goods earlier and the other products of the same order are reaching the finished goods area a little later then what is a very common observation is that these job shops end up with very high finished goods inventory hmm so i keep piling up whatever is ready but then i do not have the entire order and hence i cannot uh, dispatch it right exactly that is what happens and that is why the system inventory in these job shops especially in terms of the finished goods inventory it is pretty high right right now uh, let me tell you how the production team adds on to this problem okay it is very important so i think you will uh, you will really appreciate how the production team is contributing now any production environment the work centers have a production target to meet i hope uh, you know this is right right you you would have also seen it yeah everyone has targets everyone is uh, subordinating to their own kpis at every point yes everyone has daily shift wise production target daily production target that they need to meet in fact in many companies uh, they go a step beyond and they link their incentives with these production targets so what this basically means is if the production team is unable to meet this target a good chunk of money is being is going to be lost uh, for them okay so what do you think is going to be the behavior of the production team in such conditions i remember the famous quote uh, on that uh, people behave in the way they are measured if i was in their position i will try to do the same thing that i will try my best to not lose the incentive so uh, what they will end up doing is every work center will actually try to work on such jobs such orders which increases their productivity while ignoring certain orders which actually pulls it down this is very important uh, shubham you remember this because we'll come back to this again when we discuss the solution aspect uh, towards the end okay sure all right okay so uh, so what this basically means is any order which increases the productivity of the work centers it should flow right through the shop floor pretty fast it sounds logical right yeah correct but in reality it doesn't happen you know why Oh, okay why is that yeah in reality what happens is the same job the same order which impacts the productivity of one work center in certain way impacts the productivity of another work center in a different way hmm makes sense okay yeah so the production uh, productivity of different work centers are basically affected differently by the same orders because of which the work centers have a different batching considerations different work centers have different batching considerations also every work center is concerned about how their work centers can be uh, run the most efficiently the most uh, you know in in the most fast manner correct correct because every work center we just discussed some time back they have their own targets to meet right 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 so they will not follow a sequence which increases the productivity of some other work center they will actually try to follow a sequence for their own work center which increases their own productivity right so because of this what really happens is the same customer experiences a very varied and high lead times in different points of time for very similar orders okay 
at the same time the plant also experiences a very high wip work in process inventory uh, but kartik this way of working the wip will keep building up and nothing will uh, ever come out right it it seems no one is bothered about the entire flow of orders it can't be so bad uh, as soon as the month end starts approaching uh, there is a tremendous pressure on both the production team and the sales team to meet their respective targets okay so now you're referring to the total dispatch targets and not the individual work center targets correct so as soon as this target pressure starts piling up uh, what they will try to do is they will try to see all possibilities of dispatch which is available out of the current wip out of the current uh, orders which are pending and they will try to expedite and close all these orders towards the month end okay okay now as soon as this starts happening what we will observe is month on month towards the month end there is a production skew and then there is a dispatch skew okay so a tremendous amount of wip will be sucked in and they will be converted into finished goods and they will be getting dispatched as well towards the end of the month because of which this skew has arises uh, at the same time the beginning of next month what we will observe is because the wip has been depleted to a, a significant extent uh there is a significant starvation towards the beginning of the next month hmm this is so ironic the work center managers are bothered about their own local efficiencies and uh, in the month beginning they actually score low on this kpi yes so the towards the beginning of the next month many of the work centers if you go to a shop floor uh, or a job shop uh, towards the beginning of a month and you will see that uh, many work centers are actually sitting idle they don't have any material to work upon okay all this while there are still orders mind you which are actually delayed and they are pending to be dispatched oh, so why are they not making them now if they are starved because they don't have wip they have been sucked in this wip has been sucked in to uh, produce some other orders then you can talk about so everything sort of uh, culminates towards the month end where they try to steal material from other orders they will try to do something which keeps on getting dispatched okay and the beginning of the next month they end up with very low wip because of which this uh, this starvation occurs okay so so are you able to appreciate the amount of uh, complexity that is there in this environment yeah i think it's all haphazard as in uh, i didn't know that this is so haphazard uh, but i hope this this is all is there more to it no no there's more <laughs> there's <Okay>. more <laughs> sure why not so we discussed at the beginning that job shops uh, work with custom orders right so every order is sort of custom for that customer and no two orders are alike in production okay correct so based on the kind of orders that has been received and the extent of unplanned setups that is happening in the system the bottleneck of the system will keep shifting from one workstation to the other right so i'm not going to define bottleneck because i think it has it would have been discussed in one of the earlier episodes i'm sure but uh, you could quickly quickly give a a brief description of what a bottleneck is that will really help all the listeners okay so bottleneck is any resource on which the demand on any particular day is placed more than its capacity for that day okay because of which there is a backlog that is getting created and the orders are basically getting stuck so in the month end uh, many resources turn bottleneck while at the beginning of the month there seems to be ample capacity yeah so what happens is the bottleneck keeps shifting and that happens because 
the kind of orders that are received are different some orders may take more time in one workstation the same order some other orders may take more time in some other workstation so when the product mix changes when there are uh, say some variability or murphy that has hit the system so there are chances that the bottlenecks may keep shifting from one workstation to other right so when this happens and this happens time and again uh, the production manager will invariably end up blaming capacity as the main reason why all this is happening and sooner or later they will decide to add capacity as the only way to get out of this mess but kartik adding capex in this chaotic environment is never going to give adequate returns isn't it okay so uh, capacity enhancement measures will actually help a company when capacity was the real problem that needed to be solved okay but when capacity is not the real problem and job shops keep adding to the capacity all this while they are still struggling to grow remember where we started many of the job shops are struggling to grow and now they have started adding capacity what happens is the added burden of the capex further erodes the bottom line so you can imagine that uh, life in a job shop is actually not easy especially when they are diagnosing the problem very incorrectly right so what you're saying is that the capex enhancement is not really a solution the other way of uh, solving the problem is to is to precisely schedule uh, the work centers as per the capacity you know give due dates and just follow these schedules in execution many software solutions also promise that so why not buy these tools and deploy them then uh, there are some more sometimes these uh, job shops go for advanced schedulers so these are usually used by companies to uh, plan the manufacturing process accurately in such a way that optimizes their uh, capacity utilization okay however any variability would mean that the entire scheduler would need to be rerun again and likewise the planning also changes uh, so that would mean the original due dates are rescheduled again with the uh, every murphy that hits the plant right i mean why would a customer accept these kind of variations in the original commitment then with time the planning manager soon realizes that uh, such advanced schedulers don't really work so their use may continue on paper but in reality they end up getting discontinued so it that doesn't continue hmm but i'm sure uh, people would have surely tried other solutions as well yeah so so that is one solution that i can think of another is Uh, usually companies can also go for line dedication where they dedicate a set of machines uh, for a particular set of products and so on the assumption is that this will improve the reliability because of this line dedication but it uh, but shubham it is not really very simple to define the capacity very accurately okay okay the capacity is uh, dependent on several factors like the product mix uh, which is running in the system at that point of time the variability in the processes the uh, manpower availability at that point of time so the capacity keeps changing okay so line dedication also is not the uh, solution which will actually solve the problem for this uh, job shops right so kartik uh, we're going to take a break here i think the problem is quite clear now uh, with such a detailed discussion and i'm sure the listeners would also appreciate the kind of complexity and the kind of uh, real uh, core issues that the job shops face right so what we'll do is we'll come back in another episode and discuss the solution part right thanks a lot for your uh, time today kartik for all the listeners if you have any concerns or queries further on whatever we discussed today 
you can write to us as always on our social media handles or our website the link is in the details and uh, we're going to come back in the next episode and discuss the solution part as we have promised until then this is shubham signing off bye bye